The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today with another trailblazing innovator. This one enables healthcare facilities to acquire, manage, dispense, and deliver medications and supplies more effectively. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Troy Hilsenroth, Vice President and General Manager of the Non-Acute Care Division with Omnicell. Troy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joel. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for making the time today. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. I have a pretty non-traditional background, but I'm a pharmacist by trade. I graduated from pharmacy school and then entered into different practice areas, both practiced in hospital, retail, even nuclear pharmacy, and then evolved into more of the vendor side of the business instead of the clinician side of the business. I find myself at OmniCell now really focused on our solutions outside the hospital or in non-acute care environments. Perfect. And could you take a couple minutes and provide our audience with a 10,000-foot overview of what OmniCell does? Sure. OmniCell, essentially, we help facilitate the effective and efficient medication management process, whether you are in a hospital or outside the hospital, whether that environment's a skilled nursing facility, a rehab facility, hospice, all the way to your home. So our solutions are focused on improving healthcare for everyone in the medication management process is the 10,000 foot view. And again, we have an ecosystem of solutions that help facilitate this that involve hardware and software, applications, analytics. It's very robust to help organizations succeed in this changing world of healthcare. Good deal. Troy, will you set the stage for our discussion today on medication adherence by providing some of the data that indicates why it's such a big problem? So with the changes in the way healthcare is being reimbursed, it's moving from more of a fee-for-service world into outcomes-based reimbursement. With that, medication adherence becomes much more important in that new world. There's many studies, but there's about $105 billion of avoidable cost in the United States if patients just took their medications correctly. About 50% of all Americans have one or more chronic conditions that require a prescription. And this kind of ties it all together, Joe. Over 70% of healthcare spending goes to treat those chronic conditions. So adherence becomes very important when you're looking at impacting that $105 billion. If we could get people to take their meds correctly, correctly it's about lowering total healthcare costs. So that kind of sets the stage for the importance of adherence. 
$105 billion. That's a big number at my house. I don't know about yours, Troy. Oh, man, I, I can't even count that high, Joe, at my house. <laughs> <laughs> How does medication adherence affect hospital readmission rates? So there's oceans of data about this out there. 64% of readmissions that occur within 30 days are due to some medication issues. And then with healthcare reform, those readmissions impact greater reimbursement for the hospital. So there's negative implications for hospitals on having higher readmission rates. And again, adherence is going to be a key component. It's a multifaceted issue, and adherence is a key component to keep people healthy when they leave the hospital. I can only imagine that the role of the pharmacist is changing, giving all these new pressures for medication adherence, readmission rates. How is the role of the pharmacist changing? Well, you think about it, pharmacists, they graduate from college with doctorate-level degrees. They ought to be experts when it comes to medication therapies and how to help manage people's conditions, especially chronic ones. That population has a significant impact on the ability to keep patients healthy as we move forward. More so, just think about it like this, Joe, in a fee-for-service world, the economic unit of value is really a prescription, right? You want to maximize the number of prescriptions people are on from an economic standpoint. In this new outcomes-based world, it's the outcomes the commodity. You want to create a process that correlates to a high clinical quality or, or a good outcome. Pharmacists are probably the best-suited clinicians to help patient populations be adherent or be on the right therapy. So it's changed dramatically from focusing, hey, I'm broken, fix me, to keep me healthy now. So that big dynamic in that pharmacist-patient relationship. Makes a lot of sense. Troy, what are some of the solutions available to address medication adherence? Again, if you look at adherence, I mentioned it's a multifaceted problem. There's not one button we could push and all of a sudden people are going to be adherent. So I look at it more as a platform. There's cognitive types of initiatives and interventions with patients that will help promote adherence. And then there's tangible interventions. So we could talk about a few. One is medication therapy management, or you'll hear the term MTM. So that's basically more cognitive, where you sit down with the patient, you go over the medications they're on, you educate them why they're on the medications, and give them more awareness. There is tangible types of solutions like adherence packaging. Joe, imagine a loved one of yours, your mother or my grandmother or mother, who's on eight medications. They usually have it, they're on vials, they're in a basket, they take it, they put it in those weekly planners. It's a very human-based, error-prone process that makes it difficult for people to be successful. So adherence packaging, getting your medications from the pharmacy in adherence packaging that facilitates the proper administration of those is a key tool in adherence. I hadn't really thought about packaging and adherence being tied, but I think you're exactly right. Instead of perhaps, and you could probably have a better example than me, but instead of the pills coming in a bottle, they could come in 
something that already shows them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they just peel back a little piece of foil and take Monday's pill, and that will foster adherence much more than 50 pills in a bottle. Yeah, there are several different ways that medication delivered in adherence packaging. And even if you step back and look, the United States is one of very few countries where people receive their medications in vials. The standard of care in most areas of the world is adherence packaging. So again, as this shifts to outcomes-based reimbursement or outcomes-based world in healthcare, this packaging is becoming more relevant. You mentioned a calendar-style card that's associated with the days of the week and the times of the day in which people take their medication has been proven to be very effective in increasing the confidence of patients taking their medications correctly, and it also has correlated to positive clinical outcomes. Outstanding. Troy, our audience loves to hear success stories. Is there a story or two that you could share with us how one of your products or services has had a substantial impact on a customer or a market segment? Sure. Our products were used in a few different studies. The most popular one for your listeners, if they want to Google, it's the FAME study. And it basically correlated adherence packaging, again, to increased adherence and even correlated to increased clinical outcomes. So that's an evidence-based data point for people who are looking for more information about this. But we're finding organizations now, all different types of organizations who are moving forward with our solutions. We have automation and packaging that helps patients stay healthy. It's not a novel thing, but so we're dealing with any type of healthcare organization you think of, Joe, that They're finding success in this, whether they're the payers, the large payers, whether they're providers like large healthcare systems who are, they're moving into becoming insurers. Healthcare systems are vertically integrating to become insurers. And then even retail pharmacies who are looking to differentiate themselves and provide a higher level of service to customers in their own homes. Do you sell to all three of those groups? Yes, we do, Joe. We do sell to all three of those groups. Yes, sir. Interesting. I wouldn't have imagined to payers. I assumed you sell to pharmacies, for one, of all types, and then Uh to payers. So you have services to health plans, is that? Yes. With the recent consolidation in the payer market, or it's still being reviewed by the Federal Trade Commission, we're going to have the federal government, and then we're going to have basically three large payers, United Health. Aetna and Anthem. So all of those have their own pharmacy benefit management type arm. With this new dynamic, Joe, I know my employer, they have healthcare benefits and they have prescription benefits. Well, that bifurcation is getting very blurry. It's about total healthcare costs now rather than whether you have healthcare benefits or prescription benefits. It's reducing your total healthcare costs and, of course, in a captated environment like a payer, that's very important to reducing total healthcare costs for people. One, we all think is the right thing to do. Two, it helps you be financially viable. Got it. What's next for Omnicell? What new can your customers expect as we head into 2016? Our customers can expect us to be on the leading edge of solutions that enable organizations to successfully transition to this outcomes-based world. So 
look for us to continue to come out with initiatives that, again, from an adherence standpoint, need scale. Organizations need to reach thousands, tens of thousands of patients, hundreds of thousands of patients. So we are looking to be able to deliver those scalable solutions to our customers. The only way you can do that is to automate some of these processes and automate them in a way that, again, we need to reach thousands and tens and hundreds of thousands of patients. So that's what organizations could expect our ecosystem of solutions to deliver. That's exciting. Great. Troy, we're about to wrap it for today. But before I let you go, where can people go to contact you and learn more about OmniCell? The best place to go is on our website, and that's omnicell.com, O-M-N-I-C-E-L-L.com. It would be a great place to start. You can learn about all of our solutions there and, again, how we're improving healthcare for everyone, Joe. Perfect. Troy, it was so great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and sharing your wisdom with us. Well, Joe, I appreciate it, and you have a great rest of the day. And if I don't talk to you before then, have a happy holidays. And you as well. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guests, Troy Hills and Roth, I'm Joe Lavelle. And we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.